The gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew's gospel, beginning in the first chapter at the 18th verse. And Matthew wrote these things. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. And while he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. And God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves. Because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this, a virgin will get pregnant and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, for God is with us. And then Joseph woke up, and he did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby, and he named the baby Jesus. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. <clears throat> Would you pray with me, please? Well, God, Bethlehem is our eternal reminder that you are with us and among us, that you did not and will not abandon your people, and that you have shown us a way to live and a way to love. Let all who feel lonely and without meaning or hope discover the Christ child as Emmanuel. Let all who feel busy and preoccupied pause at the manger and there find Jesus. Open our ears, our hearts, our minds your word for us this day. Amen. There is a type of crab that cannot be caught. It is agile and clever enough to get out of any crab trap. And yet these crabs are caught by the thousands every day thanks to a familiar human trait that they possess. You see, the trap is a wire cage with a hole at the top, and bait is placed into the cage, and the cage is then lowered into the water. And one crab comes along and enters the cage and begins munching on the bait, and a second crab joins him, a third, crab thanksgiving, yum. Eventually, however, all the bait is gone. And the crabs could easily climb up the side of the cage and through the hole, but they do not. They stay in the cage. 
and other crabs come and join them, and long after the bait is gone, and then even more, and should one of the crabs realize that there is no further reason to stay in the trap and attempts to leave, the other crabs will gang up on him and stop him. They will repeatedly pull him off to the side of the cage, and if he is persistent, the others will tear off his claws to keep him from climbing. If he persists still, they will kill him. The crabs, by the force of the majority, stay together in the cage. The cage is hauled up, and it's dinner time on the pier. Now the chief difference between these crabs and humans, I think, is that these crabs live in the water and humans live on land. <laughs> Exactly. 
because we wait for that which we cannot see. We wait for that which is difficult for us even to imagine. We have no idea what the future holds for us or for the church. And I think we tend to forget that neither Mary nor Joseph could have anticipated what was to come with Jesus, much less the impact their story would have on our lives 2,000 years later. And I think anyone who may try to make you believe otherwise is simply reading backwards into the story. Many years after all those involved had lived and died. Now, none of the disciples could ever have imagined the church as we now experience it. None lived to see anything at all like this. The hopes and dreams of all the years met in that Bethlehem stable were overlooked by those present and many who followed for years afterwards. For you see, their ideas of Messiah and kingship were overblown, and Jesus had refused them. No one could have imagined how God was working, what God was accomplishing, both then, up until now. This isn't to say that we should worry about what God is up to this time. But we simply, like Mary and Joseph, need to clear aside some space and make ready to receive the life that is promised to us. We have no idea what to expect. But into that darkness, into that scary not knowingness, light shines. And I think this is what we are called to as we continue our search for Jesus. Because it's really where we find ourselves this and every advent of our lives. New life is being born. And although we'll not live to see it fully grown, we hold on to the promise of God whose power working in and through us can do more than we could possibly ever imagine, more than we will ever, ever know. And we're happy to be a part of it, for I think this is the very stuff of unconditional love.